Gators, and welcome to another edition of Gators Chat. It's me, your host, Trey. Bailey isn't here today. We'll get to that in just a second, but Brian is here. As always, the coach's perspective. I'm here. Uh, it's a big week. It's homecoming. It's throwback weekend. It's Auburn weekend. There's uh, so much to be excited about. I mean, those three things that I just said right there, Just I, I don't need to say anything else. Podcast over. Yeah. See y'all again. Yeah, it's going to be a great game. We'll, we'll talk to you after. <laughs> Hope for the best. Thumbs up. But, but Bailey won't be here just because she is taking a long course. She's taking a final for today, and I'm pretty sure that's a little more important. I love this podcast, and I know Bailey does too, but that's a, just a hair more important getting that degree yeah, they than got, we are. They, got, they do this stupid thing now where like they only open the final instead of opening it for like two, three days, and you got to go take it at the school in the, in the computer lab or whatever. Mm-hmm. They only open it from like nine to five that certain day mm-hmm. so That's it's just like yeah 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 and she so, worked today so she had to take it as soon as she got off so yeah yeah, yeah. understandable I, yeah no problems there hey well, big week i come off a win we'll go a quick little recap over townsend it's it's a team you're supposed to beat town sun not townsend or tosin whatever we'll go over that <laughs> but it's one of those games you're supposed to win your defense showed up and showed out obviously the old flacco kid had a little had a little movement. I think it gave us a good preparation for what we may see coming up in Gus Malzahn's offense as far as a quarterback who gets outside the pocket, moves around a little bit more. I think Flacco seemed to be more of a run around and just figure something out and get the ball to whoever he can without yeah. getting hit. It was actually kind of fun to watch. I <laughs> Honestly, I enjoyed it too. It was, now, it was pain, painfully watching yeah. him. But I'm like, every time he'd ramble outside of pocket or take off for a little first down on third down, I'm just like... This little kid is just destroying us, but we'd had the bend-don't-break type of defense that has been doing so well so far. Um, I, I, I think we step it up a notch. You know, defensive intensity is hard to – how do I say this? Defensive intensity is hard to culture. Like, it's hard to – when I say culture, like culture in a bacteria. It's kind of like it's hard to just mix and just make. You can't just make defensive intensity. A game like Auburn – It'll, I think you'll see the kind of intensity you saw for that Miami game. Our defense came out with a certain level of, of hit-you-in-the-mouth kind of thing. You're not yep. going to get that with Townsend. You, you played a you know a solid game. You didn't let them score, but the intensity's not there. Plus, yeah. you, get two guys, you get two or three guys back on the other side that I think Zuniga on the end and Henderson on the outside that are just huge pieces that make this game just look a lot different. Yeah, you know, I guess we're actually going to see this week if we have, for lack of a better term, played down to our opponents because this is the first-ranked team, correct? First-ranked team. First-ranked team, and only is it the first-ranked one, they're number seven. Yeah. So, college game day, top ten matchup. It's the first time we've had game day since, what, 2012, I believe. Uh, First time we've had it in Gainesville. In Gainesville, yeah. In Gainesville. Not at any game. Uh, We played at, but at Gainesville. Yeah, at Gainesville. Um, So, I mean, yeah, I I mean, this is is the the tail of the tape right here. I mean, this is going to be, you know, is Florida – as good as advertised in the offseason and has just been kind of playing down to their opponents? Or is Florida not as good as we thought in the offseason and what we've been seeing is what we're going to get consistently through the remainder of the season? Exactly. And I I try to reiterate this as much as possible, but we haven't played a complete game yet. I don't know. Um, we've talked about this on and off the air. Um, our offensive line has definitely not played – a good game yet as far as the run game goes. Um, I'm not looking for excellence. I'm not looking for perfection. I'm looking at a hog molly getting mad. And I think 
touching on that as far as we were talking about the defensive side of the ball, the intensity, maybe the offensive side of the ball needs that too. You thought they would have got that with Miami. But first game of the season, even if you have that intensity, maybe you just aren't ready. A lot of guys new shuffling around. Now, I think the assignments are known. And even if you watch them play, it seems like they're getting to their spots a lot of times, but they're not finishing. They're not completely, um, when they get to the linebacker, they're not they're not whiffing on him because they, they went all out to hit him. They're just getting there and just putting a hat around the guy and touching him. Patty cake. That just ain't going to work with Auburn. Yeah, you know, I, I we just don't really – we just ain't got it up front right now. Uh, well, I keep saying right now, I just don't think we're going to have it this year. I think, Not in the run game. I think that – yeah, I think that going forward you're going to see uh, more of a – pass first type offense we touched on that the last show uh you know we said we wanted us to have a great rushing game against Towson well we only went for 160 mm-hmm. so um a couple of those came from big runs too yep so you know it's one of those things like okay now we're going to play one of the best D-lines in the country we know we can't run it but they also know we can't run it Mm-hmm. So, they going to are they going to send pressure because they know we're throwing it, or are they going to you know be dropping seven eight every play because they know we've got to throw it and they have and, enough pressure with their D lineman they don't yeah. they have to send anybody yeah and then it, if they are dropping seven or eight we have got to be able to take advantage of that when they do it. If they're only bringing three, you know, we've got to be able to to, to take advantage of that mm-hmm. somehow. I mean, if we – I don't know, man. It's just we're, we're going to we're gonna be – it's going to be a chess game for sure. It's, it's definitely going to be uh, – excuse me, a chess match. Yeah. Excuse me. I don't, I don't want the, the chess players to, uh, you know, send me – Yeah, I know. Points. We have a lot yeah. of big chess guys on the yeah. show. <laughs> yeah. So, so. – <laughs> Um, uh, I don't, you know, I, I just, I don't know, man. Like I said, it's it's going to be, uh, okay, you're going to do this, so I'm going to counter you with this. All right, y'all are going to do that, so we're going to come back with this. It's going to be a chess match, <clears throat> a lot of that, because of Gus Malzahn's offensive mind, or offensive mind with Damon's offensive mind and two really good defenses. Yeah. So I, I don't think you're going to see, before we get, and I'll finish my thought, we don't think you're going to see a very high-scoring game, but, but like I said, before we get totally into Auburn and, and reviewing Auburn, or... Um, Doing that, let's recap total towns and what we like to see. Kind of what I'd say. What did you stats wise? What stuck out to you, maybe, or just just eye popping? What you saw? Did you see that you liked as far as the Townsend game? Consistency from Kyle Trask. Yeah, I I understand that a lot of the receivers were open, but let's still just still the right. Let's guy. just call it what it is. We have missed wide open receivers in games past, years past. So, uh, final final line on Trask, 18 of 20, 188 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Emory Jones saw some action, 6 of 8, 74 yards with a touchdown pass. Um, Damian Pierce had a touchdown run as well. He ended the day with six carries for 84 yards. Um, Piron struggled uh, big time. Seven carries, only 15 yards. Um, Malik Davis, six carries, 22 yards. Uh, receiving category, Trey Grimes, five receptions, 55 yards. Tyree Cleveland, three receptions, 59 yards. J. 
Josh Hammond, four catches, still no drops. Two years, hey, Mr. Four, <clears throat> four catches, 37 yards. And then Kyle Pitts, four catches for 28 yards and two more touchdowns. That kid, I said it last week, that kid is going to be an animal. He scored his first touchdown as a Gator last week, right? Mm-hmm. And then he scores two more this week. And that first one, he actually literally he snagged that thing out of the air. Good catch. It was, a, it was a, not the greatest throw from Kyle. He found the right guy, just threw a little high. Luckily, you have a receiver tight slash tight end that is able to go up and get the ball. He's already tall, but he's athletic enough to go up and get it. I, I kind of – this would be my comparison to Pitts. He's a close cross between Jordan Reed – and Cornelius Ingram. I think he leans a little bit more towards Ingram. Um, there's a few things he does that I don't think are Jordan Reed-esque as far as Jordan Reed was a quarterback at one point, too. I don't think those skill sets maybe fall towards him, but Cornelius Ingram definitely. And I, that was a guy I loved to watch back in the day. And then also, Dan Ford, to, to another point of yours that you made last show, I don't know if you remember it or not, but you also said Emory would throw for a touchdown, which he did. I did say that. So, yeah, uh, kudos to me for calling that one. Um <laughs> But yeah, I, that another, was me patting Deathworth on the back. Yeah, uh, another thing that I that I liked is even though we looked bad at times on defense, still had a goose egg. I mean, goose eggs are hard to come by, no matter if you're playing, you know, St. Mary's School of the Blind, or yeah, Auburn, yeah, Mary School of the Blind or Bama. Yeah. I mean, uh, goose eggs are hard to come by. Um, well, look like out. you said, we had to bend but don't break thing. Yeah. I would just like to see a little bit more of, you less know, bending. Not, yeah, a little bit less <laughs> bending and a little bit more, you a know, slight bend instead up. of a big bend. How about yeah. that? We had to block a field goal. We had to um, get turnovers in the red zone just to stop plays. And that doesn't always – the better teams you play, that's going to be harder to, to do that kind of stuff. So another thing I got from this game that I was enjoyed or that I enjoyed seeing was – the way Dan Mullen's starting to figure out what he's going to have to do to get the ball. Instead of a run game, what he's going to do have to get the ball out wide or out short to extended handoffs, whatever you want to call them. He kind of – we tried to run the ball early. You try to make it a point. It still wasn't there. So he's like, all right, we got to figure some of the things out, getting receivers involved in, whether it be Hammond in the run game technically with hands off, handoffs, reverses, things like that. Jefferson got one as well. Or just quick screens, quick outs, whatever it takes to get you guys in best space opportunities to make one player miss and have some yardage after. The, is some there, yak. Yeah, for sure. Now, Trey, let me ask you this. Is there anything that stood out to you defensively that you liked, disliked? Uh, dislike is, uh, go to your point, the bend don't break or just bend a little too much. Mm-hmm. I did like how well our defensive line has kept playing even though we've been down Zuniga because – He's a he's a force and a half. I mean, Grenard is the man. So yeah. that's that's the one thing that you I don't like. I love Grenard. Love the guy. Like you cannot not love that guy. He has a difference maker every time he steps on the field, whether it be from his intensity. Because I don't think his intensity really dipped too much in mm-hmm. any of these games. Any game seems like he's been there every time. Oh, and shout out to Grenard for the pick too. Yeah, big fella getting the pick. Love seeing D Lyman pick up that pick up that rock. It's he's part of DBU now. That's what I think. I saw someone on there. He's like, ah, oh, he's DBU. He dropped back in coverage, man. But no, I I love seeing the D lineman not drop off. Some of these guys, uh, Jeremiah Moon has stepped up, I think, and, and replace of Zuniga. But I think coming him coming back and that presence being locked down on both ends, and then kind of the same thing on the outside. I, the freshmen have played really well as cor- the corners, Kair Elam, as well as. Uh, 
Oh man, is Hill Jaden Hill? Jaden Hill who almost had a pick six in the game. Yeah, I mean, no, I know him and Copeland both wishes they wouldn't have wishes they wouldn't have dropped two beautiful balls mm-hmm. placed right in their hands. One was placed by Trask, obviously to Copeland down the sideline, and one was just gift wrapped by the Flacco kid right in Hill's <laughs> hand in the breadbasket. But that's I, one of them where it's like. It's so easy. You know it's coming. You have so much time yeah. to think about catching it. It's just like, boom, you drop it. Yep. That, that's exactly what it is. It's not a bang-bang play. It's just <clears throat> waiting for that ball to get there. Yeah. But, no, I, I appreciate how well the, the young guys have stepped up, I mean, in, in all aspects of the game. Um, and I think that's what people don't – maybe that's part of the bend that we're seeing. We're seeing more bend than we usually would. Some of that's because of, of what we're missing. Yeah. Well, you want to put a bow on Towson? Uh, final thoughts? Uh before we uh, head into Auburn, I mean, give well, me, I called fifty-two ten, and yeah. I was nowhere close. Yeah, one, I said Townsend would score, and Townsend didn't. Uh, also, thought we'd score a lot more points, and we didn't. I, a lot of that goes with the bending, the bending, all that bending that we did for Townsend. That's a lot of time taken off the clock, and a lot less plays that we had. If we were running the amount of plays, I think we're capable of running at a normal game without that extra bend and extra time of the other offense on the field. I think we get those extra points. Uh, yeah. defense, defense played lights out, so you can't ask any more of that. So my score from last week was, let's see the paper here, 49-14. So that's a 35-point differential. Mm-hmm. And Bailey had 45-10, also a 35-point differential. So we kind of tied there. Um so we'll just flip a coin on who gets to pick first for our Auburn predictions. And Trey, yeah, you were 52 10, so you were 42, a little bit over. You're four points over. So, hey. not, not horrible. I'm back and forth. I mean, yeah. leading the race last yeah. week or, or I'm behind. It's yeah. Out. So, I mean, yeah, my, my final thoughts are we were consistent on offense in the past game. Um, didn't run a lot of plays, really. Um, and. You know, just to kind of regurgitate what you said, defensively, uh, we show flashes of being shut down, and it's it's hard to say that because we we pitched a shutout, and we've or we've, we've pitched two shutouts this year, but we show flashes of being just dominant. Like we're not even going to give up. We're not even going to let you cross the fifty type. Type of performances. Yeah, type performances. We usually have like a quarter, so it yeah. seems like I, I noticed trending kind of from week to week to week. We have like a fourth quarter Kentucky, um, part of the Townsend game, but it's about a quarter of play where we just shut down. Nothing goes yeah. anywhere. And, and if you go back to the Tennessee game too. Same thing. So a lot of that, what that what that's done is helped us still have like a 20, I think we're in the top 20 ranked defense overall because of that. So you're having some bending. You're still having some turnovers. The turnover, it's kind of, we've picked up on the turnover battle a little bit better as the weeks have gone on. I hope that continues with Auburn. Yeah. Um, when you force pressure, you have a good D-line that forces pressure, good blitzing packages, which Grantham does, and a great back end. Those will come. Yeah. Things like that will come. Well, well like I said, I, I just, I think that, you know, that we've shown flashes of being just lights out defensively. And if it's going to all come together, this has got to be the week that it does because we talked about on the last show that, you know, this this gauntlet that we're going into, we got number seven, we got number four, then we got number three with South Carolina in there between, between mm-hmm. four and three. So if you're going to put complete games together, now's the time to start. Yeah, we got to go against this war chicken, man. It's yeah. just going to be tough. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So here it is. Let's do it. Auburn, baby. Auburn. Homecoming. College, College game, game day. day. 
Herbie. Throwback uniforms. Yeah. Kirk, Herb Street, Lee Corso. I wonder who the guest picker's going to be. That's going to be interesting. I don't know. you got a lot of people to, to bring in. Do you bring somebody in from the Auburn side? Do you always have Bo? I mean, you have somebody from the Florida well, he side. He did it earlier. He's done it before. I, I think it'd be. I think it'll be a Gator since it's in Gainesville. It's in Gainesville. You yeah. want it to be a Gator. Um, yeah, I mean, it's college game day. It's throwback. It, it, it's, uh, it's homecoming. There's a lot of hype around this game. It's the 3.30 SEC, or, yeah, 3.30 SEC game. game of the week on CVS. We've been waiting for that. We haven't had that happen yet this year. Yeah, because it, it's usually Tennessee. Yes, it is. But we didn't that get it this CBS year. That CVS tone, I think someone had replayed it um, right before the season started. Someone was like, it's almost college football, and it was like the greatest sound you yeah. can hear on Saturday. And it's like, dun, da da dun, da da dun, da dun Yeah. Like, CVS, so. baby. Um, but this hey. is Brad Nessler here with Gary Danielson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just, hey, there's nothing that gets your blood pumping more than kickoff in 3.30 on a Saturday in the fall. So, let's get into Auburn. Okay. First thoughts. We have, we'll have final thoughts, but let's, what about initial reaction to this matchup? Let's talk about the line moving okay. a little bit because you were talking about that earlier. Yeah. The line has continued to move. I just looked again, and it's now three and a half Auburn. <laughs> and it started out at six for us. It started out the first thing Sunday. I saw uh, minus six for Florida. So Florida was a six point favorite. Me and Trey checked earlier today, and it was uh, three. minus three for Auburn. Mm-hmm. And then right now it's three and a half. So it's so a the, nine point, nine and a half point swing. Yeah. So the, the line keeps shifting more towards Auburn's favor. Mm-hmm. Um, initial thoughts it's. It's uh, two undefeated teams. Somebody's getting their first loss. Yeah. Somebody's getting their first loss Saturday. Um, obviously, we hope that we're not on the, the short end of that stick. But, you know, right now, I didn't realize this. I mean, it's little things you don't realize. They flashed it during the game. I think that Florida has now won 13 consecutive games. Yeah, it's the longest SEC win streak right now. Yeah, go yeah, going back to not not SEC games, total games. No, SEC active SEC streaks in the SEC. Not like SEC play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But longest win streak. Yeah, going back to last season, yes. I think starting South Carolina mm-hmm. uh through the end of the season, through the bowl game, through the beginning of this year, we've mm-hmm. now won 13 in a row. So, uh this week is either going to put it into that or we're going to extend it and mm-hmm. um I mean it, it's uh you know, we talked about it before, but Malzahn's in a contract year. He's starting to call that offense again. He he took over the play calling. Uh, you know, they've got some stud D linemen. They've they've got a lot of hype. Uh, ESPN's loving them. Some Bo Nix. Um, I don't know how good Bo Nix is. And I think we'll find out. I think he's a very talented, but young, inexperienced freshman quarterback. Of course, we've seen Trevor Lawrence do it as a true freshman. We've seen a lot of these guys do it as true freshmen. But in a hostile environment, like the Swamp will be at 3.30 Saturday, I sure hope, even at kickoff. I know how I am sometimes, and I know how Gainesville can be. We're a little late getting there to the stands, and I won't be able to be there because of some prior engagement. So I wanted to be there. Some other friends of mine will be there. They're going to be there early. I talked to them. Let's pack that stadium. Let's get it full early and give these guys no 
room, or not no room, but not an ounce left to hear between Bo Nix calling plays, Malzahn yelling for somebody to get lined up. I just I just want to see offsides. I want to see the intensity just boil over at from kickoff Did, to the end of the game. Didn't I see where Mullen asked people to be in there, like to try to be in the stadium by 3 o'clock? Like mm-hmm. he wants everybody in there for pregame and everything. And I was so, there last, last – Leave no doubt. Leave no doubt. I was <laughs> Tennessee. I was there earlier for la- for the last game I was there. I was there early. And I enjoy watching the pregame. Yeah. You know, it's – the pride what? of the sunshine. Yeah. Hey, look, I'm, this is a type of game where everything's going to be intensified because of college game day, because of everything going on. There's going to be a lot more hoopla to this game, a lot plus, you know, a lot more incoming fans as well from Auburn. So get in there early, find your seat, kick around some dust, you know, make sure everybody knows the Gators are in town. Don't let Auburn beat you to your seats. And there are like, where's everybody? Yeah, we've, we've been here for 20 minutes. We're just waiting for our team to kick off. Let's go. Yeah. So just to kind of rattle off some of the stat leaders here for Auburn, Bo Nix is 72 of 125, uh, 980 yards, seven touchdowns, two interceptions. Their leading rusher, Jatarvius Whitlow, 92 carries, 463 yards, seven touchdowns. And their leading receiver is Seth Williams, 17 receptions, 289 yards, four touchdowns. So – the ESPN FPI, the Football Power Index, gives Auburn a 53.2% chance to win the game and Florida a 46.8. So let's just call that 53 and 47. Yeah. So 50. Uh, it's almost right down the middle. Uh, it can't get much closer than that. Let, let's look at who Auburn's played, Trey. So let, let's... We all know about the the Oregon game to start the season. That was that was a thriller. You know, that's kind of what gave Bo Nix the hype. Yep. Was throwing well, that we'll, we'll very call, we'll call one throw that very short pass that he should have never thrown. thrown. Yeah, <laughs> um, twenty seven to twenty one, they defeated Oregon mm-hmm. game one. And then they kind of got in a, a close little battle with Tulane, twenty four to six. But honestly, Tulane is. They're 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 hanging a lot of points this year. Mm-hmm. Um, two lanes, three and one, with their only loss being to Auburn. They beat Florida International. They beat Houston. So I mean, they, they beat some respectable teams. So yeah, you know, twenty four to six, and then Auburn completely blows out Kent State, fifty five sixteen, and then they get in a close one with Texas A and M, twenty eight twenty, and then their their most recent game this past weekend. They absolutely destroyed Mississippi State. Yeah, 56 I mean, Game plan was right. They knew what they knew where to hit them and hit I, them hard. I mean, it was 42-9 at halftime. Yeah. Um, so they, they hung some points on them. So turn, early turnovers too for Mississippi State just it just did them in. That kickoff was a kickoff fumble. You just can't have a mistake in a big game that going back to Florida and what's about to happen is turnovers can really swing momentum in a game like this where there's so much intensity. So making sure we win the turnover battle is going to decide if we win this game or not. So Bo Nix against Mississippi State was 16 of 21, 335 yards, two touchdowns. Um, kind of make quick work of them there. Um, they kind of spread the love. I mean, it was it was kind of a complete game by uh, – by Auburn. Uh, Seth Williams had eight receptions for 161 yards. And then other than that, everybody, like I said, they kind of spread the love. There was a bunch of different guys uh, carrying the ball, a bunch of guys um, a bunch of guys catching the ball. Mm-hmm. So, 
I don't know, man. It's 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 close. Let me let me hear let me hear what you think about our offense versus their defense, and then I'll counter that. Okay, mm-hmm. and then we'll go their defense versus our offense. You go first. So I think their defense has its strengths, which are the defensive line, linebacking core. So I'd say their front seven. Front yep, yeah, exactly. Front seven is their best core. Their DBs. Suspect, in my opinion, I think that that's where we take advantage. Now, if you can't get the ball out of your quarterback's hands, it doesn't matter. But if you can at least protect Trask enough to let our receivers and tight ends work against what's a favorable matchup, in my opinion, I think you work the ball downfield well. I think Trask finds the open guy nine times out of ten if you give him time. That's going to be a big if. But when given time, he likes to hold the ball, but he goes through his reads well and finds the open receiver. And I think there's going to be a lot of openings. I think they're secondary. I think they've only got two picks on the year and playing some inferior opponents and where you think they would have had more than that. That's it. I think that we have a much better secondary on our end, and that's where we take advantage of them. Our receiving core is experienced. They have are proven. They've showed throughout this season how reliable they can be. And this is where you have to depend heavily on the pass game. It, it might be one of them times you throw 35 times a game. Yeah. Uh, I think Trask is going to have to to win this game. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what we've been talking about on the last show going into this stretch. If we can't run it, we've got to throw it that many times. I mean, you can either run it or you can throw it. You can't do anything else. So, I mean, if you can't run <laughs> ain't it, taking knees. If you can't run it, then yes, got to throw it. So, um, so I mean, yeah, like it's either one or the other. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we can't. We we as of right now, offensively, we can't have our cake and eat it too. Where we can only have our cake. So, um, my outlook on it: when they give you. You know, they're like I mentioned earlier, when when they're dropping seven, dropping eight, we have got to be able to at least get three, four yards on a run play when they're doing that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that you might see a lot of ten personnel this week. I could be completely wrong. Mullen's not a huge ten personnel guy. He likes his H back slash tight end guy. Uh, but he does run a decent amount of ten personnel. But when there's you, you're facing a front seven like Auburn. Think Mississippi, think Mississippi State game of last year. If you saw the way Mullen ran the offense, a lot of quick passes, a lot of screens, taking advantage of over pursuits and things like that. I think you're going to see a lot of the same kind of thing. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is that, but also in ten personnel. They've either they they got to give you one or the other. They can't they can't do both. So when you when you're spreading them out, that, you know you've got one back in the backfield. You know with with ten personnel. So you've just got your running back. You know if you're two by two or three by one, that that backer either has to split the difference between the in mail line of scrimmage and that slot receiver. Or depending on what covers are in, he might go out to him, whatever the case may be. But if they keep them guys in the box, then you've got easy bubbles. If they bump them out, then in theory, I'm doing air quotes here, in theory, you should have easy inside zone runs because you've got five on four. Yeah. Numbers advantage. Yeah. So it's it's or, or even five on five if they leave the mic and they're in you know some kind of odd coverage, odd numbered coverage. So you're gonna I think offensively you're gonna see some things from Mullen that he hasn't. We talked about this before. 
maybe holding something back, maybe holding an Emory package, that's true. maybe maybe holding some plays, holding some Emory formations. Yeah, that's a, that's that's the first time we've got to see. What did I tell you? I think my so my thing is what I thought they were going to do is let Trask play. Don't put Emory in there till you to change the flow of the game, and that's what they did. They just, Trask played his series. When he was done, they, Emory was in, and that was in. Then Emory got to run the offense. It, yeah. it's, it may not be they're not going to show their hand too much, but he got to run a lot more passes plus runs. And I liked it. I liked to see what he could do there. Uh, but, yeah, back to what I was saying, you know, we might see some things that we haven't seen all year. This is where, like we talked about before, you've got that one trick play up your sleeve that you've been practicing. You pull it out, you know, when it's third and, oh, my God, this is what I get paid to do. You know what I mean? So, so I think what you're kind of going into is, you know, you bring those packages in and you bring what you're talking about in. You hold those plays that you've been waiting to use like we did against Mississippi State. Kind of like what I said is I think you're going to see a lot of that Mississippi State type plays. When you finally get the look you're ready for, what do we do? We had Tony come in and throw for a touchdown mm-hmm. on something that no one really saw coming, wide open pass. Yeah. So in a package with Emory, you run, run, run. You do some... <clears throat> Whatever you're going to do, zone reads with the quarterback, some option plays with the quarterback. And then another thing I thought about running, they, they never did this, but when they did that zone read with Emery and he either gave it or ran it, was his only two choices, there's another choice there. That little fake kind of, that's like an old Tebow kind of like. The well, there's duck. an RPO off of that too. Yeah, but, but yeah. we haven't really seen that with Emery. Mm-hmm. But like faking that little foot in the ground where, I mean, everything's flowing that way and throwing back across the field because Emery's, he's a, He's got the quickest release of anybody. If somebody – you do get pressure even there. You've got a chance to get a guy who can move. He's mobile. He's got a quick release. He's going to get that ball off to an open receiver on the backside. You don't really want him throwing in tight windows, I think, just yet. That's your Trask's job. But Emory, if you do a trick play, you got to be able to trust him. But trust Emory makes the right decision. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, another thing, too, the the LSU game last year when they ran the throwback with Kroll mm-hmm. – um, that that was another game, you know, where you kind of waited till you needed it, and then you pulled it out. Same thing as Mississippi State mm-hmm. when they ran the the trick play that they called Kodak. Um, so I definitely think that it's gonna not necessarily take a trick play, but it's gonna take some misdirection, I'd some say. revolutionized play calling, play calling um, of stuff that we necessarily haven't shown and haven't done to be able to win this and. I'm not trying to sound like Debbie Downer. I'm just trying to speak the truth here. Um, Auburn, I think Auburn is a little bit more talented than us. I I, I honestly believe that. Front They're, to front especially. Like yeah, front ex- yes. Front. Yeah, yes. Definitely. Hell yes. In the <laughs> trenches. Hell yes. Um, I think that our D-line is just as good as theirs. I will say that. I don't think they're – maybe I, – I would agree with that, yeah. I, I would say now that we've got – especially when you got Zuniga back, I, I just – even when we sub guys in and out, I'm not seeing a big drop off on the on the D line, and I can't tell you if their guys they throw in there behind the guys they've got starting are just as good. But I think we're we're good at that with Grantham's defense. We'll see. Steele's got that guy, the defense coordinator. He's a great defense coordinator as well. And when he's got a good D line, Auburn succeeds. Every time I've seen everything, I can, every time I can think that Auburn's D line has been at this level, they've had a really good season. Yeah. So now that we kind of went over, you know, what we're just going to do as far as I kind of went on the trash train side and we saw what we thought what, what I think is going to be more of an offensive 
pick the receivers out where we can find them and just really spread the ball around 35 throws a game and Danforth kind of went over what we might do as well and then what their Auburn's kind of defense is, is good at and now we're going to flip the, flip the script a little bit now it's going to be Auburn's offense Bo Nix and what he's going to be able to do against our defense I'll let Danforth go first on that so I think that Grantham is going to bring them bring them bring them send it fire Cowboy, Mike, Will, every damn blitz that he can think of, he's going to be signaling. Anything he's been holding back. Yeah. I mean, even the stuff that he's been running, he just – that that's probably – He likes to run stunts as well. I honestly – it's probably the most inexperienced – it's the best team that we've played, but he's probably the most inexperienced quarterback with the exception of the Miami kid. And yeah. we look what we – look, we rattled him what, with 10 sacks. So – I think you're going to see a lot of the same type stuff, you know, bringing pressure to Bo Nix. But Malzahn's not a dumbass. So he, I'm sure he thinks that they're going to see a lot of pressure. So what do you think Malzahn's going to be doing? Same thing we were just talking Get, about. Same thing we are talking about with our offense, getting the ball out quick. Yep. Um, they got a kid by the name of Schwartz who is kind of like their Tony but with more speed, I would say. He's not – quite as elusive, just straight up elusive as Tony, but he's got more straight up speed. One of the fastest guys in college football yeah. right now. And their run game is exceptional. I, I, it's not a Bama run game or anything like that, but, but it's Think about Malzahn's offense over the years. They've always had a solid run a game. Solid he wants to have. Back. That's what he wants yeah. to have. They've got a. They've always. They always have a solid backfield. It's. It's never. It's never. You know, uh, number one overall pick. You know, usually, I mean, you can go way back to Cadillac, but, but we're no. talking about Malzahn. Um, you know, it's usually somebody that's solid. I wouldn't even say serviceable. They're above serviceable. They're just a solid all-around back can kind of do it all, but they don't really strike you as game changers, game breakers. No, um, they're just solid backs. And Malzahn um, also really. He always has more success when he's got a mobile quarterback. Yeah. We saw with Stidham, they just it did not work when you try to get a quarterback who's just a passer and can't really run any kind of option, any kind of run where you know quarterback may have to run. So I think with Bo Nix, at least you've got he's got that. So that's why they're succeeding a little more this year. Yeah. So I mean, I, I mainly think that I think they're going to be kind of split in their. Excuse me. I think they're going to kind of be split in their play calling. 60-40 or 50-50, I mean, somewhere close down the middle. Um, but I just think that if we get to Bo Nix, Bo Nix hasn't been rattled like we rattled the Miami quarterback. Um, Jaron Williams. Yeah, Jaron Williams. If we can rattle Bo Nix. I believe that's the only other freshman quarterback. And he was a redshirt freshman, but the only other freshman quarterback we've played this year. Yeah. Besides our boy Bo. So, let, let, let's not short. Bo Nix, though, this is, this is not the first time that he's been on the road and played in a hostile environment. He played at Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. 12th man, I mean, we all know that that's a, a pretty wild place to play. But I feel like that we're a little bit better than A&M. And I think statistically it was one of his worst games of the season. Yeah, so if we can get a little – that's what – going back to what Trey was saying earlier – fans get there a little bit earlier be a little bit louder a little bit rowdier the rowdy reptiles need to show up mm-hmm. and let's go student session we, i mean i'm talking third down it, it third downs this saturday don't flinch will be like 
third downs in the LSU game last year. Like it will that be was, deafening. So I was, I really am, I'm so sad I'm missing this game, but I was at that LSU game last year and it literally is, is hands down the best UF experience I've had being on campus, being on the field. Look, and Mullen said this in the press conference yesterday, I believe when he had his press conference, you know, you get a great feeling watching your team win a close matchup in a top, 10 performance or top 10 matchup like we're watching if you watch it at home you're going wild in the couch and it's it's fun but there's something special about being there and feeling the energy from the fans if you're a player and then same vice versa from the player's perspective as far as watching those players react and you're just you're not watching on tv it is a live reaction there's nothing better than seeing it live yeah so i mean that that's kind of i know i kind of went a long way to get to what i'm about to say here but i think that we got to get after Bo Nix. If they're getting it out quick, then, you know, we've just got to make sure we're tackling in space, uh, maybe back off the pressure a little bit if they're throwing a lot of the quick stuff. Um, just be very uh, sure in our tackling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we've kind of fallen off some guys the past couple of weeks. Um, we can't let these guys get loose on us. Like we said, they're not – they're not necessarily game breakers. Now that we say that, they might break the game wide open Saturday. But um, so far, there haven't really been game-breaking running backs. They've just been very solid, can-do-it-all type backs. And that's what Malzahn uh, kind of recruits there yeah. uh, out in the uh, the place that has the uh, tumor trees on the corner. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. They're not there anymore. <laughs> War chicken. War damn chicken. <laughs> Uh, so you can tell there's no love lost between me and Auburn, and which is funny because we don't. I don't really hate Auburn the way a lot of older UF fans do because it used to be quite a quite a rivalry, but we haven't played them since '07. Yeah, I mean, uh, since, I guess Gainesville. We haven't played them in Gainesville since '07. Is that correct? I know that that should be correct. The year that was the national championship year. I thought 06. we lost to them at Auburn. Was it '06? 06 was a leak year where he fumbled and it really wasn't a fumble and gave him the ball and then they kicked a field goal to win it. That yeah. That was 06. Yeah. Right. Okay. And then we haven't for some reason did we play him in 07? I'm I'm sorry. Maybe year or year two off. I'm, yeah. But anyway, we just haven't played him much and I think looking at the future schedule, we won't play him again for another ten years or something crazy like that. The way the SEC roundtable goes on the West. Yeah. So it it is sad and it sucks, but. If you need something to watch that'll get you amped for this game, find you some game film of that game where we lost to a pretty bad replay call in uh, 06 where we ended up winning the National Championship afterwards. Sometimes you just got to drop that old Miss or that Auburn game to win one, I guess. But hey, And then we had to lose one to Florida State in 06. So no matter what... Or, sorry, two, uh, 96. In 96, and then beat them later. So it is what it is. You just got to learn something about your team this week. Whether we win or lose... You're going to learn something about this team. I think you're going to – pressure makes a diamond. You're going to find out who who the guys you can depend on and kind of where this team's maybe final final chapter lays at the end of the season, What kind of what this game shows. Going back to what you just said about pressure, I'm going to quote a guy from Athens, Georgia, that has a visor and a bowl cut. Pressure is a privilege. Pressure is a privilege. I love the quote. Don't, Don't like love it. him. 
And I hate him. But I digress. But I digress. Not a great coach. He's a great Apparently, he's great to quote. He's just not an <laughs> in-game coach. And recruiter, too. Yeah. Dropping bags, whatever they do. Uh, great recruiter there. But we'll say that I just cannot wait. You know what? There's another. That's another quote. I just... I've been wanting to put it up here on the show. We're we're in my den right now as we're recording this. We haven't really talked about that much, but that's where we're recording this. Is where it's coming from. Right on this wall back here, Danforth. I really have wanted for a while, and I'm trying to get someone to make one because I can't find it anywhere. Do you remember what competitive excellence means? Be at your best when your best is needed. Being at your best when your best is needed, and that is an Urban Meyer. That's quote. That's Urban Meyer. That is an Urban Meyer quote, and that comes from a head coach of ours back in the day, and that's always stuck with me. So all, all we'd want to talk about is how good our players are, their best players, what they can do, what Bo Nix can do, what, what Kyle Trask can do. Neither one has lo- had this level of competition yet. No. Nope. Good point. Okay. Oregon, Oregon was a great start of the season. They looked good. They had to win it close. We had to win one close with Miami. And you can say what you want about Miami, what it looks like now. But Miami played their best game versus us so far this season. They may play Clemson that hard or somebody else later in the season, but right now, that's the hardest they've played. And it's an intense game. Competitive excellence. So far, we have come through. Now, have we had that much pressure? Maybe not. But this is a game where I'm really looking forward to seeing what, one, Trask is new. He's never What Trask does, he hasn't been in a situation like this. Felipe, say what you will about him, but we he helped us pull out that win versus Miami when the pressure was on. We'll see what Trask can do. And also coaching. We still need them to be at their best when their best is needed. And we're going to need it as far as scheming up on the defensive side to find some pressure so we can get to Bo Nix. And how much Dan Mullen can scheme around this terrible, atrocious, blocking, downhill offensive line. So whatever we got to do to do that, yeah, he called them out. So I feel like finally I can maybe say what get it off my chest how bad some of our offensive linemen are. Yeah. And it's just it's not that I don't think that they can do it. It's just that they're just not getting the job done, you know? I just like Dan and Dan the words of Dan we're just not very good. Yeah. We're just not very good. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I think that, that's hey, that 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 uh put a period there, put some quotation marks around that. Dash Brian Danforth. Brian that's, Danforth. That's my quote. Which is not very good. Put it on the whiteboard up here. <laughs> so I just I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what Bo Nix decides to do after this season after he transfers. You know, <laughs> after we make him just so upset after this game and he, he fails miserably and um, he just he's got no more he's got no more left in the tank after this game. No, I'm just kidding. I digress. No, I, I really. I want to see Grenard and Zuniga have great games like they did against Miami where it's just pressure. It's it's a it's going to be a I wish Saturday was here cuz I, I when I'm talking about the game I haven't thought about it much. Yeah, Trey, you could tell Trey ain't thought about it cuz he's he's so damn excited he's just sitting here talking in circles about it. I, I, I can't help it. Like I, I get I get more emotional than I do analytical and when I don't get when I get away from being analytical I don't have numbers to back me up. I don't have a thought process to get me through. He's just over here pumping the sunshine. <laughs> well, not just pumping the sunshine. I, I, it's not just an emotional, emotionally driven kind of feeling. And, yeah. I, and I get that way. I just need something to focus that attention on. It's kind of like they always say you get tunnel vision when you get in your... Uh, uh, adrenaline gets pumping. You have tunnel vision. It's kind of the same thing. I just I focus on one thing. And then, like I said, you just keep going back to it. So let's do this. Let's move on. To some some game predictions, score predictions. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
Well, before we get into our actual score predictions, let's let's do a few fun things here first. Mm-hmm. Give me who strikes first. Not I'll go a step further. It's been who the, scores the first touchdown, not field goal. Who scores the first touchdown? I think Trask throws for the first touchdown. I see us in at home. Ah, it doesn't make sense for Mullen. He, he's a usually a defer to the second half kind of guy. That's what's hard. Is it's about who gets the ball first. I think we get the ball first. I think the game plan is going to be there that we score on the first drive, and that's key for a couple of reasons. One. When you've got your stadium, like the way we're going to have it come Saturday, you need to score first. I would want the ball first because who cares how you come out in the second half, all that kind of stuff. We're, we've been uh, we've been kind of a second-half team a lot. E- even last year with Mullen, we kind of scored most of our points. We didn't get a great start some of the games. It's like he had to scheme into the halftime. We seem like he does a really good job making adjustments at halftime, right? Mm-hmm. But if you – Especially when you're out, like we talked about, a little out talented in certain areas. If you can get that ball for first score, that crowd. How, how much does that crowd noise change when they finally get the ball? Somebody, I saw somebody tweeted the video of Debose catching the deep ball against Bama, and they were like, they like tagged Coach Mullen in it. Um, I wish that, that game would have finished. I was about to say, <laughs> not, that, that, started. not that that really mattered in the grand <laughs> scheme of that game. But it hey, definitely got... Gus Malzahn is not Nick Saban. <laughs> it definitely got the swamp loud. Yes. Um. So I honestly think that... Oh, God, I hate to say no, that. No, speak, speak what you speak your oh. mind. Speak the way you feel. I think that... Auburn gets the ball first. Okay. I think we win the toss to fur. Okay. Auburn gets the ball first. That's typically been our mo- Now, see, I'm going to tell you something. If they win the toss, they're going to defer, too. Yeah, I believe So, that. if we win the toss, and obviously we defer, we stop Auburn. The swamp is going crazy. We get the ball, and we don't score. And then Auburn gets it back. Goes down, doesn't score. We get the ball back, don't score. Oh, this is gonna be a defensive. <laughs> defensive, defensive first, your whole first quarter's defense is what it sounds like. I think that if there's a score in the fir- first half, that it might be late first quarter. I think I think the first couple of drives might be feeling each other out. Yeah, seeing what works. As yeah. far as your, your offense is mostly game planned already. You're just gonna yeah. run it and see what you can scheme up and make work. I thought you were going to go in the direction the LSU. Auburn? No, I thought oh. you were going to go LSU game of last year. LSU seemed to control the game at first. I think they scored the first two two scores, right? Yeah, I'm they not could. mistaken. And then we kind of worked our way back into the game. Had some had a big defensive uh, uh, fumble recovery, I think, on Burrow where uh, uh, retire moms got to got the strip oh. sack. Yeah, I think yeah. I believe he did. They were driving again and got strip sack and then we kinda got momentum back in our favor and then we scored him back up to to really having that momentum come back up yeah. in the stadium. Yeah, no, I just think that I it, to me it just kinda feels like it's gonna be one of those where the stadium's gonna be crazy and like I said, the first couple drives, okay, we stop you, okay, y'all stop us, we stop you. First couple drives kinda feeling each other. That out. sounds more like the Mississippi State game of last year. Yeah, but I, don't, I think I, it'll end up with more points scored than that game. I did. agree. Just because I, you've seen through the way Mullen's running this offense this year, it has more big play potential 
Does that make sense? What I, what more, I mean that, more explosive play. More explosive play. 20-plus yards. Yeah, because of the way we're going to have to throw the ball. I don't think you can dink and dunk forever. But you do that. So the running game is made to set up the big play. You can't, yes, you can run the ball up the middle and go for 75 yards. Is that what you're really running up the middle for? No. It's not what you're running up the middle for. You want every play to score, obviously. Mm. But that's not what the point. Same thing as those dink and dunk plays. A screen isn't really... Do let's go eighty yards for touchdown like Tony did against Miami. Let's work that. It's it's all about game planning for for the next play. Is it not Dan Ford? Mm-hmm. It's it's not you. You know as office coordinator, you, you've got your five plays scripted. But sometimes something happens that you go, well, hold on a second. There's something right now we can exploit right now. Yeah. So it's getting the eyes in the backfield, which we can't do with a run right now. But safeties come up, guys play a little more aggressive, and then finally. Whether it's a, a hitch and go because you've been running so many hitches or short routes or a, a, a screen, a slip looks like fake slip screen and somebody comes out the backside on a, on a post corner route, which looks like he usually would be blocking for that slip screen. And then he's got a, a post corner route where he's just wide open. That play is called Bullets and Urban's, <laughs> and Urban's uh, Utah playbook. Yeah. Uh, actually, in the Florida playbook too. Which is, called, Mullen, which is Mullen's, some it, of Mullen's offense. It's called Bullets. If you go back to uh, LSU 06. And they're Kirk driving. Is that the one where it tipped to Percy and it scored? Nope. If they're Florida's driving from left to right, so they're yeah they're drop. Florida's driving from left to right. It's the drive that Tebow threw the jump pass to take Casey. Okay. If you go back and look, Jamel Cornelius catches a bullet earlier in that drive. Hmm. Mm. Here, he chops like, we're not, we're like not, he's blocking. We're not game planning this. Now, this happens <laughs> in the game. Me and Dan are probably going to go call each other. Did you see what just happened? Did you <laughs> no, it, it, yeah, no, I just, when you said it, I was like, oh my God, he's talking about bullets. But yeah, yeah that, so that he's, was. So he's the OC. So like, I call, <laughs> I call what I see, but I don't know what it's called. Dan Ford is like, I mean, his mind just works differently. Yeah. He just clicks, oh, that's. That's bullets. And then he'll talk about how the line blocks at that point. I'm just like, Lordy Jesus. Like, I don't, I don't know. Point of attack, baby. I don't know. Hat on a hat and get some open I don't know no, so, okay so how about this we talked about how we feel uh, you know as far as the first scores are gonna go riddle me this halftime score you've already mentioned if we haven't got our score prediction we're just gonna get a halftime score before we do our full score prediction I think it's very close at halftime you hold on now you already mentioned that you think we make good we halftime score. adjustments and I did say we were gonna and score, we score first. first so keep that in mind so hit me I say 14-10 at halftime. 14-10. I think we're losing at halftime. 14-10 Auburn. Yep. I okay. think we score first. Okay. And then it, the momentum is going to go back and forth some. And I think Auburn, I think Auburn scores twice. I think that's, I think, yeah, I'm going to go with 14-10 at halftime. We're down. We, we've been down. I mean, how many games? It, I'm trying to get a read on this team. And just like last year's team was different than this team. But still, it's a Mullen, it's still a Mullen team and a lot of the same players. I mean, the Vanderbilt game, the South Carolina game. I could go with. I think we were down in the LSU game at halftime. I'm pretty sure last year. Yeah. So this is a, this is this is kind of the matchup I'm comparing it to because it just yeah. feels like that kind of build up at the beginning of the season. But I just I see that happening. Trash is gonna maybe throw a pick. We're gonna have a fumble. We're gonna have something that gives them a little momentum and they go score down and score on it. Maybe one drive on their own they score. Mm-hmm. Maybe one turnover by us they score. We game plan and we come back out and when you'll you'll hear my final predictions later at the second half after some game planning. But I think that's gonna be my game time or my halftime prediction. Give me 
damn it, you took mine. Was, no, I didn't, <laughs> that's what yeah. I was going to say. I really was going to say. And we didn't talk four, about this. No, no, no. I really was going to say 1410. We didn't talk about this at all. Um, since you took mine and, and you said 1410, give me... Give me tie ball game halftime then. I like that. Well, what's what's the score at halftime if it's tied? Give me 14-14 half. Okay. Okay. Because I, I was I, I really 100% truth, I was going to go 14-10 <laughs> Auburn. Uh, but I'll go ahead and say we finish off that drive that you're saying we kick a field goal. I'll just go ahead and say we finish it off. And it's 14-14. There we go. That's it. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, let's, let's say uh, 14-14 half. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, obviously, Bailey's not here to give us hers, but I do have her score prediction. Maybe give hers out first. I mean, y'all were tied, so it's totally up to you. you y'all were that? tied. Yeah, we were tied. Okay. Let me do mine first. All right. This Saturday, October 5th, in the swamp. 3.30. 30. 3.30. Uncle Vern's not doing it anymore. Hope you're enjoying retirement, Uncle Vern. Total level. We got the man, the myth, the legend from NCAA football himself, Mr. Brad Nestler. Uh-huh. And Gary, oh, Gary, Gary Daniels. Daniels. We got the voice of college football, and then you got Gary Danielson. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just that's how yeah. I look at it. Give me in a slobber knocker and a tight one. And one that you don't sit down in the second half. <laughs> Give me. Florida, 24, the Auburn War Eagle Tigers, 21. Okay. Three points, baby, huh? Close game. And most, that means 14. And you said 14, 14 at halftime. That means second half. 10 points in the second half. And we hold them. We make some defensive halftime adjustments and hold them to... Seven points. I really wanted to go a little bit higher, but I'm scared. And I, I don't know what your score prediction is, but I feel like yours is going to be close to what I wanted mine to be. A little. I wanted to go a little bit higher, but I said, you know what? Here, here's how I got that. Auburn scored 27 against Oregon. Yep. And they scored 28 against A&M. Yep, so I feel like our defense is is, is pretty. Well, I think comparable. our defense is better than. Oregon's. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it's comparable to A and M. Maybe a little bit better than Oregon. Maybe just a touch better than A and M. But definitely, would you agree in a ballpark with A and M? Yes, because I mean A and M held Clemson to 24. Exactly. So so every time you want to look at kind of where to judge what their offense does against a good defense, there you go. You're yeah. right there in those numbers. Yeah. So I think that. If they do score more than 21, they will not score more than 28. I think, yeah. Okay. I mean, I think that Auburn will be in the – I think that Auburn – So, I hate to say this, but if the, if I think if Auburn scores 28, we lose. That's that's my I, – I, I agree. I agree. Because even my score prediction, I think with, with if Auburn were to score 28, that's it's going against what I – I agree. I agree. If Auburn scores 20, I don't think we'd pull it out. But let me say we this. We can't get – we cannot – and just as what we're – this I think what me and Daphne are both thinking. We can't get in a shootout. shootout. It's no, not going to work. We're not built we don't for have that. It. We don't have it. We're not built for that. Nope. Listen, Auburn – should not sh- Auburn's score should be in the twenties somewhere. If you look at who they've played and what they've scored, they they put up twenty four against Tulane. Mm-hmm. They should be Auburn should be in the twenties. 
Okay, whether it, if it's twenty one, I think we can win the ball game. If it's twenty four, I think we can win the ball game. Twenty eight, I don't know if we've got four touchdowns in us to to take it overtime. I don't know if we've got four touchdowns and a field goal in us in regular time to win it. Gotcha. So give me give me Florida twenty four, Auburn twenty one. I like it. Now, do you have Bailey score? So you can, I do have Bailey you score. Give her prediction. Bailey says, "Let me read her text here." Man, yeah, don't you don't want to yeah. just throw out words. Yeah, make, make sure it's, sure it's correct. She <laughs> says, she gonna get on you. She says, Bailey says, I think our defense plays their best game of the season. Give me Florida twenty one, Auburn seventeen. Okay. So what Bailey? So what Bailey's saying is basically. Auburn's defense is pretty good. They're going to hold us to 21. Mm-hmm. But she was kind of looking at the scores with me last night, you know, looking at 24 against Tulane, 28 against A&M, 27 against Oregon. She feels like that our defense is in that same neighborhood, mm-hmm. but maybe even a little bit better. So she said give give her holding Auburn to 17, not even to that 20-point threshold. I like that. But it's a good score prediction. Yeah, she was she was kind of in the same boat that as we she's, are. She's got us. She's got us winning by four. Yeah, she's kind of in the same boat that you we guys are winning about. by three. Yep, she's okay. got us winning by four. But she's kind of in the same boat that we are, saying that we can't you know get in a 35-31 game with them. I don't believe so. I, I don't think so. We could be completely wrong. We don't know nothing. Well, we, but, we've <laughs> all seen what we think might happen versus what does happen. Yeah, on a week to week basis in college football. My goodness. All right, so. Hey, uh, Clemson was 24-point favorites over NC. my man Mac Brown, baby. The old Tar Heels. Hey, I, I, I like it. Go for the win. Mac, Mac what, do you is, got, what do you got to lose? Mac has got his team to play well in every game. This If they win or lose, he's got them to play very well in every game this season. Hey, I, so I wouldn't want to play North Carolina right now. Now, how much better? So everybody want to talk about how bad Miami was for losing to North Carolina. North Carolina just almost beat the number one team in the nation. Well, not any longer. They moved them down because of what just happened. But Miami didn't lose by North Carolina too much. So the, the margin of error here is very small sometimes. And and you you people on Twitter that are saying that Mac Brown should have kicked it and went to overtime. You listen. don't know you don't know the I don't feel like you know how a game works. Because when you once you go to overtime and the way college overtime works, Mac Brown knows he's not gonna win that. Nine times out of ten, he's not gonna win. A shootout. It's pretty. That's what it becomes. It's like a back and forth shootout. Well, you're going. You got to think about this. You're going up against the number one team in the country, giving them the ball on the 25 yard line. Yep. That's all you got to do is you just got to go, Trevor Lawrence. You just got to go 25 yards. Exactly. For the you don't want to do that. No. You got a chance to put a nail in the coffin. You take it. If you don't get it, guess what? In the locker room, fellas, we just went toe to toe with the best team. The they best, won a national championship last year. The best year. team in the country just beat us by one point, and we had our chance. They knew we were here. Yep. Okay. If you kick it to go to overtime, there's a ninety percent, ninety five percent chance, probably even higher than that, that you you are not gonna come out with the win. You they, Mac Brown ain't dumb. He knows he don't have the, the athletes to no. go to an overtime not battle yet. with them. Not yet. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm Woo. telling you, Mac Brown, he did exactly what every other coach that knows anything would have done in that situation. They're what two and two, well, two you've got and the three. Momentum. You just scored. Yeah. Well, you're you're two and two, two and three on the year. You're a first year head coach. Everybody's already praising you. Look at the scoreboard. It's twenty twenty one against the be- the best team in the country, number one team in the country. 
if you get it, you're a hero. If you don't get it, you're still the savior of North Carolina football right Heck now. Yeah. So who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Larry Fedora ain't doing that. Yeah, Larry Fedora. He's already got more ways than Larry Fedora had last year. <laughs> I'm just saying. Look. <laughs> God bless him. He took a what two win team? One win team. One win team and went toe to toe the very next year. So you know, it ain't like he got a bunch of recruits coming there and changed the whole landscape in one year. It's a culture, baby. It's a culture change. Mullen did it. Now Mac Brown's doing it. Here we go. My score tally score prediction. So my score prediction for this game, the margin for error is still just as close. I think we win. We win with a W. I'm the Sunshine Pumper, so you think I was going to say lost, but of course not. We win by three, but I have a slightly higher score than anybody so far, 27 to 24. I think the second half, like I said, halftime score, we were down 14 to 10. I think we go in the second half. And I think we actually do – our third quarter is our shining moment. Because that's it seems to be the third quarter offensively. When we come out, right when we come out of that half, our offense kind of – we got everything kind of figured out. Mullen's got it figured out and game plans well, and we blow through. I think that's where we get the most points. We kind of get up a little bit. I think we get that 20 – I don't think we score a point in the fourth quarter. I think we get up, and then they come surging kind of back in that fourth, and our defense makes a key stop at the end. To not allow them to get that final, that final big. You play. mean like if you're even able to sit down on the couch, the couch cushion <laughs> is like sucked up in your shorts, tight yeah. fourth quarter. Yes. Oh, okay. I just, I mean, I hate to say it, but I mean, how was the Mississippi State game last year? How was yeah. LSU game last year? It was all decided in that fourth quarter. Yeah, and well, hell, look at this year. Look at Miami, Kentucky. I mean, <laughs> and we just can't make the mistake. I think the one thing that you'll have to remember. Looking at that Miami game versus this game, if we turn the ball over that many times, we lose by quite a few points. Yeah. We lose by 21 if we turn the ball over that much. We can't do that. What was it, four in the Miami game? Yeah, four turnovers. And, bad, and they're bad turnovers. It's it's They're dumb turnovers. They're not something where you, their guy just made a play out of nowhere or, or something like that. It's just us making stupid plays, Yeah, doing stupid things with the ball. As long as we protect the ball, so keys of the game. Is that a CBS thing? Yeah. The keys of the game? Yeah. Well, here we go. We're gonna have to, let's do the keys of the game. Give me your keys, game. Gary. Gary Jr. Oh, God. <laughs> there we go. Anyway, yes, that's partly my name, too. I have a lot of names. Oh, I wasn't even thinking about that. I was talking about Gary Danielson Jr. <laughs> I'm actually Gary. John Gary Ty the third, and I go by Trey because I'm the third, and Ty the 26 is just an added-on name because of Tally, my last name. We could go on for it. I got a lot of nicknames. But anyway, keys of the game. Protect the ball. If you're trash, become a game manager and just do what Dan Mullen has you do. He's going to game plan well. Trust his process. Don't reach for anything. Don't try to be a hero. Manage the ball. On defense, that's our key to the game on offense. On defense, create turnovers. Create, create. Grantham, if if he's not good at anything else, he's good at creating turnovers because pressure – creates turnovers. You put pressure on Bo Nix, he makes bad decisions, whether it be a strip sack, strip fumble, or he throws the ball up at some point as a true, as he did in the Oregon game, as he did in other games where he's gotten away with it. I pray and hope that Henderson and Marco and the rest of our secondary make him pay. Do you know what pressure also is? A privilege. A privilege. <laughs> Lord, I don't want to quote that man. Well, that's about... To wrap this one up here for our Towson review, Auburn preview, there's um, 
it's nut cutting time, folks. I mean, this is this is uh, this is it. I mean, this is uh, this is the when we sat down one of the first episodes that we did, and we kind of looked at the schedule. This is the 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 month. This is the stretch that we talked about. We talked, gonna we're going to be, be there for you. We're going to be there for you through the bumpy bumpy road. And, and we also talked about there was a chance that we come into this stretch four and one or five and zero. Oh. And now, guess what? We're coming into the stretch. Five and zero. Oh. What's the best? What's, what's the best thing about being five and zero? Oh? The opportunity to go six and zero. Oh. Florida has the opportunity this Saturday with the whole country watching. And Florida, you want to, you know, uh, get your panties in a wad, for lack of a better term, get upset that you've dropped in the rankings after two wins. Here is your chance to show the country, to show the voters that you are not a fluke, that you belong in the top ten. Mm-hmm. If you lose this game Saturday, do you can't – I mean, they're going to say, well, they are who we thought they were. Yep. If you pull this game out – Doesn't matter how you win because everybody wants to be upset about how we're winning games. Doesn't yeah. matter how you win this one, boys and girls. Yeah. You if, win if this you, one. Yeah, if you pull this one out, then you start to turn heads. Then uh-huh. you say, okay um, – those guys down there in Gainesville are six and zero, and they just knocked off a top ten team. Okay, yeah, we felt we we've fallen twice in the rankings because we haven't beaten a ranked team yet. But like I said, here's your opportunity. Here's your opportunity. Make the most of them. Yes, you only get twelve opportunities a year. You're only guaranteed twelve. All right. So far, you've already blew through five of them. Mm-hmm. All right. It doesn't seem like we've been doing this for that long, but hey, we're we're five games in. Yep. All right. Time so, flies when you're having fun. Yeah. Hey. I don't it, know how much time will fly next week if we don't win, because that won't be fun. Yeah. Time slows down. Yeah. I look forward to this game because we don't get to play often very often. Mm-hmm. It seems of late when we have got to play and we've we've lost or struggled. And it always feels good to beat a team for Bama because you don't play them very often either. And the next closest thing is to beating Alabama is beating Auburn. They're the next closest team. So the only way you're gonna, we're going to see Bama is if we, we make it an SC championship game. So we shall see. Yeah. Um, so uh, we'll uh, see you all this weekend. Uh, maybe do a little periscope and a little Twitter action. Um, What's your plan <clears throat> for the game? I haven't talked about that. Uh, I'm watching it in the house. Okay. You coming? Well, I'm going to be watching at the house too, most likely. So, Are you off Saturday? I am off Saturday. I've got one. I've got somewhere to be right after the game. It's like start, what time? Well, the it's a birthday party. It starts at 5. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not going to listen. Hold on. I'm going to be late. Uh, I've already, You're going to be extremely late. I've already afforded them that I'm going to be late. So they can either love me and appreciate me for the college football fan that I am. Or we cannot be friends anymore. I, I don't I know. What I don't even understand. Like, what if they win? You're still gonna go. Like, if they win, I'm definitely going. If we lose, I may go home and go to bed. <laughs> I don't want to like, see I, anybody. I meant like stay at my house and party if they win. <laughs> Maybe I make a, a halftime. Nah, it's gonna be tough. If Trey and I are together for the game, we will definitely periscope pregame. Yes. I don't know the last time we've done. Uh, we haven't done a pregame one together. We did postgame together. Maybe do a little. Uh, maybe do a little periscope action. Um, oh, pregame. I think, yeah, pre-game I think we've periscope. only done. I we've done a couple of pregames. We haven't done one together. We've got. A, this is what we got to be better at. We get so kind of tied up in the moment. Sometimes it's not because we don't want a periscope. It's just there's a lot going on, and we're yeah. so focused into that TV yeah. and what's going on on the on the side or on our sidelines and and on that field. That hey, I will, can't blame us for being fans, but yeah. we will do our best. You would. 
you will definitely get a uh, a good reaction out of one of us during this game. I'm oh sure. yeah, and we're uh, we're gonna put out a poll. Um, get your get your guys's prediction on the uh, the Auburn score. How about we do that a lot? We could do that. What about standout player to watch or player that difference? Let's do Auburn game difference maker that you need to see to win this game. Okay, yeah, let's do that. We'll put that out. It's a little different, a little yeah. wrinkle. A little different. Yeah, we, yeah we'll put as that da- out. As Dan Mullen would say, we're just going to put a little wrinkle in there. Yeah, I like it. So, we appreciate y'all listening. We're going to get out of here. Um, we will be seeing y'all on the Twitter machine and in the Twitter sphere and in the Twitter universe. Making sure you are liking, you're following, and you're turning on the notifications so you see, you hear, and you Sub- get all of the information. Subscribe, rate, review, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, all that good stuff. Especially iTunes, though. We need some more reviews on there. So pretty, pretty pleased. And if you don't like it, just DM us. Let us know what you'd like to hear, what you'd like to see. That's that maybe something a little different. Maybe you want to hear a little bit more of yourself. So say something. Tell us yeah. something. Tell us you want to, what. Hey, how about this? Let's do this. This is spur of the moment as well. Let's do. We'll start doing a question or two on the show. From someone who DMs us, but you got to DM us. Don't well, just... we we haven't done a good job. The first couple of shows before the season, it was pretty much all Twitter content, mm-hmm. and we haven't done a good job of bringing in the Twitter content because we get on here and get so focused on the game. We haven't done a good job bringing in the fans yeah. from Twitter. But we'll do we'll, we'll we'll brainstorm off the air and get a little bit more. Uh, Get 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 get, get you guys that. involved. Yeah, yeah get, we want to keep you guys yeah. involved. That's yeah, for we're, sure. We're only here because you appreciate us being here. So, yeah. So let us sure. know what you think. Also, we almost forgot we do this a lot. And we apologize to Affordable Screen Printing, but shout out to Affordable Screen Printing for providing us with great shirts, koozies, gear, and more and more to come. We just thank you. And any kind of screen printing you need to do, uh, embroidery you need to do, we do it. Or sorry, they do it all. Um, we are happy to be represented by such a great company and we just want you to give them a shout out if you can you can also follow them on uh, social media as well correct and for yep facebook facebook affordable screen printing and embroidery well on behalf of my better half bailey and myself dan forth this has been i don't even know what number episode this is of gators chat and this has been trey tally whacker god bless and go gators